Hello everybody, welcome to the dinner table. This is your dinner host, Tim, off of the Nintendo Dads. This is starting off a little different because this week we had a little problem with recording from our usual dinner table. You can't hear me, so it's going to sound a little weird, but there were still some great conversations between everybody without me being heavily involved, hardly ever. Uh, there was a couple spots you may hear. But I still wanted to get this audio out there. There's some great conversations about the 35th anniversary of Super, uh, Super Mario Brothers um, and Retro Rewind and uh, the new consoles coming out. Just some great conversations going on that I was able to capture. And of course, if you're not a Patreon, you should become one so that you can be a part of these shows that we do every third Friday of every month. Or we call it the dinner table. So they can participate in the conversations during the recording and even after, during the cocktail hour that is never an hour. <laughs> so without further ado, let's jump in, let's stop hearing me talk, and let's hear everybody else talk. Um, yep. Star Force 2 and 3. Did you play the, uh, yeah, I was going to say, did you play the Battle Network games? All of them but four. I skipped four, um, and that's the one you can't even emulate, evidently. Um, yeah, it's probably outrageous to get an actual copy now. Uh, it's outrageous to get an actual copy of anything right now. <laughs> yeah, man, prices are up. I've uh, been talking to uh, uh, Dad's After Dark, those guys, about selling off some of my stuff during the COVID it's all so high that, you know, if it's something I don't plan on playing in the future, I might get rid of it and just, if I ever want to get it back, I can digitally buy it for a quarter of the price. <laughs> yeah, they remake everything these days, so. Yeah. Plus, well, telling them I still have my uh, my original Pokemon Yellow that I bought. I still have it in the box with all the inserts and the manual and everything and silver and leaf green and those are all going for like 250 to 300 right now if you have the box so i was like man i got like a thousand dollars of pokemon games that i will never play again yeah i mean i would but i don't sell a lot of my stuff except for the newer stuff because growing up we kind of shared everything my brothers and i and it's like we still sort of communally own it so yeah I'd I don't have, have to, that. like, work some deal out with them if I wanted to sell anything. <laughs> you, you I have, have to thought, be I've thought about selling, like, hardware, like our GameCube, because we still have a Wii. We don't really need a GameCube. But Do you have a Game Boy player? Been, no. It's been, That's like, the thing. <laughs> sitting in my parents' basement for years, so... Yeah, my Game Boy player is the only reason I hold on to mine right now. Because it's still probably the easiest way to to record or stream any Game Boy games. I do still have my 3DS. I sold most of my games. Um, but I wound up... I was going to trade it in with all the games. And then I forgot to bring the uh, AC adapter with me. So they wouldn't, <laughs> GameStop wouldn't take no it. Deal. And I was like, fine, I'll just keep it. I've got, you know, got a couple digital games on here. I might play those. 
shoot it. I, I'd have to have like a refrigerator box to haul all my games up to GameStop with my 3DS or my seven 3DSs or whatever that all my kids have one. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I didn't listen to the podcast last night, but that was one of the things we talked about was that it's it's officially dead. Yep. Yeah. Tear rolled down. I just found it. I found a used one um, on Kijiji uh, two or three months ago. Picked up, a, I guess it's the original 3DS, not the XL, for my son. And uh, so we've been playing some games on there because uh, I like to download play. So I, all the games I bought for myself, now I can have another player and I don't have to get another version, another copy of the game. The OG is like the nicest one, really, like as far as design wise. I mean, I held on to my 3DS XL for about, like, two years after the Switch came out, and I didn't play it an entire time. So I was like, yeah, see what I can get for this. Yeah, that's, that's when mine goes back in the box, and it goes up on the on the wall somewhere. <laughs> oh. Is it one of the Mario ones, like the white or the black? Or is it... Oh, okay. Hmm. Yeah, my... My kids have, like, we have all the iterations, because as I bought new ones, I would just pass them down to the... My, I bought the, uh, I never owned the original, and I bought the XL when it first came out. And then whenever I bought my, I bought my son just the 2DS, the doorstop. And then when my daughter was interested, I bought the new 3DS, gave my son the XL, and then passed the 2DS down to my daughter. And we just keep rotating them down until, until we have them all. Have the, uh... If I didn't have the the, uh, I have the gold Zelda, not the Majora's Mask, but the one that, uh, yeah, it came with. Uh, I think it was Ocarina of Time. Uh, but I have that one. If I didn't have that one, I was I wanted the Samus one, and I just never did. Yeah, I, I bought one and I bought it late. I bought a boring red and black 3DS XL off used off of eBay, I think. Yeah, mine was used as well. I have the red Which, and black. That was that was actually great though because I actually I actually got that's some stickers blasphemy. on it at one point. You don't, you don't put stickers on them. That's horrible. Yeah, see, I I'm not I'm these not. Were, these weren't stickers. These were decals. Yeah. Okay. Watch them. <laughs> did, did Did any of you guys get the uh, Highland Shield the 2DS XL? Yeah, I had it in my cart several times and just kept putting it off and then now you can't get them now they're like 400 bucks it's like that's the one yeah that's the one the main thing i remember about getting the 3ds is because i got it late and i bought it for myself in like october just because i jumped on like i managed to get a low bid on something and so that year for christmas i just told all my family members hey i bought a 3ds give me 3ds games for christmas 
and it was like the best <laughs> Christmas ever. So pro tip there, buy a game system right before Christmas, and right, then you get yeah. games for Christmas. Or, or I guess now I buy for your kids and then tell them it's for the kids. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. that's the excuse I use. This is for the kids. For the kids. The kids love Zelda. Do they? Oh yeah. I mean, I mean, I love oh, Zelda too. But the kids love Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> the kids love Grand Theft Auto. Hey, we did when we were kids. Except for yeah, we were kids, playing the original the Grand Theft Auto. Pimps and hoes. I mean, come on. Down, yeah. Um, I never really hopped into the 3DS. I don't know. I guess, I guess it's kind of like it was kind of a little after my time because growing up with the Game Boy, you know, and like being practically like like stapled to it, playing Tetris, you know, um, that was kind of kind of my thing. I never got into Pokemon. Um, Tim, you know what I'm talking about. I never got in, on, into it whenever they like switched the cartridges, you know, when the early DS was compatible with Game Boy and Game Boy Advance, SP and stuff. And then it wasn't. I'm just okay. Well, I mean, my kids will enjoy that, but they, they lost you. Then. You know, that ship has kind of sailed. But uh, but now that now that you know the 3DS is uh, kind of being left behind, it's it's got my uh, it's got my homebrew wheels turning. It's got uh, yeah, I I got a bit of homebrew stuff on mine mm-hmm. as well. I I have my N64 still plugged in the TV here in the basement, but if I had a choice between playing Ocarina of Time on the Big TV or remastered on 3DS. I'm playing on 3DS. I did get into Ocarina of Time 3D when it was re-released on the 3DS. So, so that much, you know, that much I've been, I've been in on. Um, also, uh, Kid Icarus Uprising. Love that one, and they they're like, Dad, you've really got to. You really got to get into this, and you know it's on my list. That's one of the holidays. Because we're going to talk about Mario later. Like if we're talking about hand-me-downs, the Super, the new Super Mario Brothers on 3DS might be one of the easiest Mario games I've ever played. So it's definitely something for your an entry point for your kids to try it out. Oh, you got to play yeah. 3D Land though. It's that's, I never played I, 3D Land. I've got it. That's I haven't so played good. it. I, I honestly hit? didn't. I didn't have a huge collection of 3DS games, and I was pretty selective about them. And most of, a lot of it, because I got the system late, I became just kind of used to like getting games way after you know, when I could get them cheap. So yeah, I mean the good thing about the the 3DS, I mean they're already cheaper than most you know they're yeah. at 40 bucks and they're like the one system that nintendo actually discounted their games fairly often whenever you know switch games never go on sale arms is still 60 dollars most of the time yep so yeah and then you had the 3ds and like you, you just wait like six months and best buy will have 3ds games for 20 dollars or i mean it just seemed more practical it was to buy also them. where a lot of the first you know really good and really cheap like eShop 
exclusives because that was a time when like we wear games were still kind of uncommon you didn't see a lot of those no mm. yeah but then you got stuff yeah, like that's, pushmo you know that yeah pushmo was awesome live I already, I already said my piece on this uh, next console generation. I'm not going to buy one until I have a need to. And right now, all the games that they've announced, a lot of them are coming to current. So why would I buy a next gen? That's why PlayStation yeah. waits until the last minute to tell everyone that uh, the Miles Morales game is going to be on PS4. <laughs> the day before they... <laughs> Now I heard everything. about the new consoles and I upgraded my PC, so yeah. that tells you my solution. Yeah. <laughs> but oh, yeah, I, about I, the only reason I posted an article too from from PC Gamer, I thought I thought was interesting because it's something I've been noticing. They said you know all the console exclusives come to PC now, and it, it's pretty yeah. much the case. Yeah. You know, it, it, exclusive yeah. means timed exclusive now. Unless you're Nintendo. Or it means console exclusive. And that it's exclusive uh, on consoles only on PS4 or PS5. Yeah. Nintendo's like, what's a PC? Yeah. Because I, I guess see, it was who? one of the things like... See, what? Final Fantasy 16 something leaked about a PC build. And they sort oh, of yeah. walked it back. But they wouldn't say, no, we're not making a PC version. Oh, but it will. seemed like they had some contract with Sony where they had to tell you it was some kind of whatever language exclusive. I don't think they'll make a Final Fantasy game I like... on PC at some point. Well, and the, the demo was confirmed to be running on a PC. So it, a it lot of times like, those are. That was, yeah. That was, I mean, that's the way games are made, unless you're Nintendo now. Yeah, Nintendo does their own architecture and everything, yeah. so of course they're going to always stay with their own thing, but as far as uh, the way that Xbox games are made and and PlayStation games are made. They're they're basically those are just PCs. Yeah. Pretty and much dedicated for me. Like as as I play PC. on PC more, it's it's like, well, what if what if Nintendo games did come to PC? Would I would I still buy them on Switch? I don't know. It's all that, uh, you know. How much does portability really mean to you at that right point? now? Not much. Well. It's funny because I hear a lot of people saying, you know, now that COVID is here, you know, their portability has gone down. It's like, I, I never really take my Switch out and about and play it. My portability is like around my house. Yeah. It's like I well, want to sit on my couch. The thing is, I live with a roommate, one roommate, so I, I don't have to share the TV much. So it's... Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's true. That's I mean, it's a different like situation. In my bed. Because I can, I can see that when you're, you're always fighting over your, your big TV. And it's easier to just, I'll do my thing, you can watch your show. It's like you hear that. Um, I was, uh, uh, not to like derail the, uh, the Mario topic off any further, but um, I, did have, I did have one little bit that I wanted to share around the whole PlayStation, Xbox, you know, next generation console war, whatever. Um, the only appeal that I've ever found, well, it should be two things, two things that, that appeal to me for, as far as PlayStation goes, and that's Final Fantasy 1 and Star Wars Battlefront. 
I mean, aside from those two titles, I don't, I personally don't see much of uh, much of an appeal with the you know with the next gen consoles. Now, uh, you know, it doesn't really matter because my family is a Nintendo dynasty through and through. But if I were, <laughs> if I were to, you know, decide to save the money and pull the trigger on one of those systems, I would be more inclined to go with the Xbox Series X because it's just, it's, it's, there's just more freedom with it. You know, it's got multi-generation support for Xbox games going back, you know, to the 360, to the original. You got Game Pass, which is, you know, the Netflix of gaming that I think a lot of us have been waiting for. I mean, I know I have, you know, and, uh, you know, that's what we're already partaking in. Yeah. Yep. I'm, which is even cheaper still. It, it's honestly as good of like they still call it a beta, and I do think their app needs some features added. But like, as far as the games you get, like you don't get all the console games, but you get some games that aren't on console, like Flight Simulator for one. That's a big new game. But. It, there there are enough indie games to make it worth it for those alone. So, like, even if you don't have, like, a good PC, there's enough yeah. there that you can run on, you know, a, a school, a laptop that you bought for school, you know. And you can almost guarantee that indies that are coming out are going to be there at some point. Like, mm -hmm. it's just going to happen. It's a good way to... Yeah help it stand yeah. out and I'm waiting I guess Microsoft gives you some kind of big stack of money for it they've got to be paying the studios uh, I'm waiting for the team behind uh, them spiding herds to uh, bring their game to switch you guys know about this that's the uh, no that's the fighting game where you're herds. Like horses and stuff yeah yeah huh. It's, uh, it's what, uh, you know, okay, um, real talk, guys, real talk. Um, I, a long time, was in the Brony fandom, um, up, up, Are you a Brony to, fan? up to present day. Indeed, yes. My, my youngest kids, they really connected with the show, so, so I connected with it. Anyhow, yeah. The development team behind them, Main Six, um, they were starting to develop My Little Pony Fighting is Magic. You know, Chip is Magic, Fighting is Magic. Uh, yeah. Hmm. <laughs> and, of course, Pablo. Yeah. Yeah, they put the kibosh on it. And long story short, they got the creator of these reboot lauren faust to back them up and help them redesign and finish their game which is is now there's like so much more to it it's not just a straightforward you know one-on-one -on -one fighting game there's like an overland 
exploration element to it and and all, i i mean i really want it to to come to the switch challenge there was a uh, game i was playing <laughs> on i discovered on game pass uh earlier this week that it is coming to consoles too um it's really good keep an eye out for it called star renegades i think it was shown during one of the like indie summer game somethings um really cool rpg battle system it's a roguelike i think that holds it back in some ways it feels like because the progression is pretty set so there's not a lot of variation between runs unless you change your team um but yeah, I, I just really, and it, not that it's as good as either of these games, but I would describe it as like a mix between Into the Breach and Octopath Traveler. Um, if you play it, you might get why. Because it, it, it kind of has Octopath visuals, where it's it's got like the 2D sprites, but with like 3D lighting around them. Um, it is coming to Switch. Yeah, I think it's coming to all consoles. It's just not out yet. Um it looks pretty sweet. But, uh, yeah. And Into the Breach because um, it has... Well, number one, it has a... In-universe, in it's a roguelike because every time you fail, you go back to an, an alternate timeline and try again. But also, uh, they advertise that the battle system is deterministic, where you can see exactly what's going to happen before you commit to your actions. Um, so that was very much a big thing in Into the Breach, where you can see what the enemies are going to do and then plan around it. Um, but yeah, I... You had me at ultimate timelines. Yep. So I, I managed <laughs> to beat it, um, just last night for the first time. But there's still a lot of stuff to unlock, but I am finding, like, uh, it's kind of a slog to unlock stuff, because it's like, you know, just going. There's not a lot of like enemy variety. Is the biggest thing, I think. So here I'm gonna jump in and just explain where we're going to next, which is I asked the the gentlemen that were at the dinner table what experience they had with Super Mario Brothers over the last 35 years, maybe some of their best memories or whatever they wanted to throw out. So let's jump back in and listen to Super Nintendo talk about his Super Mario Brothers memories. <laughs> For me, it goes back to that Christmas. It must have been like 1991 when I got the... I don't remember what it was called, like the action set or the power set, but it was like the NES combo with the deck, the two controllers, the zapper, and the power pad. And it had the three-in-one game card with it, where there was, there was Super Mario Brothers, Duck Hunt, and World Class Track Meet. And I, I just never looked back. I just never looked back from there. Like, I was attached to that machine, you know. Um, I, you know, I loved, I loved Super Mario. I loved, um, you know, when Mario 2 came into the house, you know, I played the heck out of that thing. And then 
when uh, you know when I got Super Mario Brothers three. Of course, it was right after I saw that movie, The Wizard. You know, you know, probably the best Mario three advertisement ever conceived. Um, you know, that just it just kept me in, and uh, you know, you know, Mario's, you know, the He's, you know, the Italian plumber buddy I grew up with, because I come from an Italian family, and you know, I lot, I know a lot of other, other Italians. So, he's one of boys. <laughs> <laughs> and and now I have the privilege to, you know, pass on that experience to uh, to my kids. You know, like it's almost like a prerequisite. You have to play Mario one, two, and three if you want to get into any kind of Nintendo experience. And, uh, you know, my youngest, um, thankfully, uh, with the rewind feature on the Switch, he played through the whole first game in one morning. Like, just like sitting there and, you know, playing, and whenever he got hit or he went down into a pit, he would just rewind and keep going. and doing that he got through the entire game no warps or anything in one morning mm -hmm. i was quite proud <laughs> yeah 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 and uh you know now with the with the new 3d all-stars collection coming out you know some of the uh some of the older kids are getting to uh to relive some of those memories. Uh, my daughter's especially stoked for it because she's been wanting to uh, go back to Mario Sunshine, but uh, but our disc uh, copy is busted, so she hasn't been able to do that. But now she can. Now she can. So with the 35 years of, uh, of Mario, you kind of have the new dynamic that you have with the Star Wars trilogies. So you have someone like me uh, I was a little bit younger than I was a little bit a couple of years before Vin. I think I was uh, eight, so in the yeah, late late 1988 89, where I uh, got my first NES. And it, so I didn't have the power pad or the, the tracking game, but I had the Mario Duck Hunt cart and the Orange Zapper, and we played the heck out of it. And yeah, my brother and I we would fight, we battle over like I, I'm player one, I'm Mario. And, Luigi was always the, the second fiddle, so he had to settle. Oh, Luigi. <laughs> uh, but, you know, it was still fun, and it was, th that's still, I'll go back, and, you know, if I'm having a bad day, I'll just fire up. Uh, it's, it's just, because you can play it in 10 minutes and get through, especially if you warp, you can go through the whole the whole thing, and it's a bit of a pat on the back. Yeah, I, feel, I got Bowser, I saved the princess, the real one, because that's always, my, my son makes these jokes like, Dad, your princess is in another castle. Like, oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> no, but sure. <laughs> but you know, for for him, so he's uh, so he not the, quite the the sequel trilogy or the or the or the prequels in the Star Wars sort of language. But so his his Mario was um, he loved uh, Galaxy, and uh, and then on the on the Switch, I think I think his favorite game is Odyssey now, Super Mario Odyssey, but. Uh, we'll still go back and we'll play the original ones and so we can both have our Mario games and, and we'll share that together but it's kind of that 
because you have 35 years, you know, you're going to have perspectives. Mario, Mario's better in 2D, Mario's better in 3D. Uh, but um, it's a way to bring that the generation of the gamers together. It's so, so unique that when you have that kind of history behind it. Yeah, I almost think I, I like, take Mario for granted. Like, I thought this leading up to Odyssey, like, that almost seemed to me like the first time I was, like, counting down days to the release of a new Mario game. Because otherwise, it's just... And not that, like, I don't like Mario games. It's just... Mario was always there. It's like, oh, there's always going to be another Mario game. And, like, you know... I, I didn't always follow things. Because I remember, like, when Galaxy came out, I somehow just didn't know about it until, like, a couple weeks before it came out. And I'm like, oh, this looks really cool. And that, and that was that, you know. But, uh, you know, you think back, and it's like, oh. I mean, without Mario, like, that's, like, half my games. <laughs> when you start to include all the, you know, spinoffs, Mario Karts, and Mario Parties, and the Yoshi games, and the Smash Bros. games, even. Who's, who's to say Smash wouldn't exist without Mario? You know, just just this, I, this idea that we can we can create this character and then do everything. You know, plenty of other franchises would try and fail to really make that stick with their characters, but you know, it worked with Mario. I remember the blasphemy when I heard. I think it was Nintendo put out a release that he wasn't a plumber anymore, or either that or he put the plumbing business on the side, and they were like, "No, that's not. You can't do that. He's a plumber." That's Mario. That's the character. That's the essence of the person. I mean, he's not a real person, obviously. Yeah, then the, the uproar, and then like, oh, no, no, just kidding. Slow well, I, I know they've gone back and forth on whether or not Mario actually from Brooklyn or not. He, he doesn't really talk a whole lot, so it wouldn't be hard to say he's from mm-hmm. anywhere. Well, I mean, I get Yoshi's Island sort of sort of retconned that to begin with. That's a yeah. New origin story that they were raised by Yoshi's. Yeah. That didn't look like Brooklyn to me. I saw a funny meme where it was the Civil War, Captain America Civil War meme where, so they put Mario's head on Captain America. Hey, kid, where are you from? Brooklyn. I'm from Queens. <laughs> so, I guess... I'm, uh, I think I'm just a little bit younger than Chris even. I was probably three or four in late 80s experiencing Mario with my grandma for the first time. I didn't even have an NES. So I'm making trips down to Florida to hang out with her and play Mario and Duck Hunt and Mega Man. And just she was kind of an oddity to be her age and be into games, I guess. <laughs> And, uh, and my cousin had an NES, so I played a lot uh, with him. But it wasn't really until probably Super Mario 3 that Mario really clicked as, like, this is uh, something truly amazing. Like, I don't know, when Mario 3 came out, you could just it was so much different, you know. And it, it's crazy that that game was, a, you know, shares the same hardware as the original. <laughs> when you look at the two, they're, like, so different. You know, all the, the things that Mario 3 does over the other ones. And uh, I don't know. I just That opened me up to, like, I just wanted to always play Mario, I guess, after that. Didn't have to uh, talk me into it anymore. 
So Mario Three is probably my uh, my favorite two D one. It might be my favorite of all of them. It's it's super good. I mean, I just remember hanging out with uh, my family. We would just leave the you know, just can't save it, come back or whatever. You just leave it on all the time and <laughs> keep seeing how far you can get because it was a lot longer than all the rest of them. I feel like Tim, if you were, if so, if Nintendo, if we're on the Nintendo train, every time you seem to jump off, I get back on, and then vice versa, because I had, I had the Nintendo. Uh, for some reason, my brother and I got got uh, mesmerized by the, the little hedgehog guy. So it wasn't a Nintendo 64, it was a Genesis. And so I've, uh, like in high school, I remember, in university, people telling me, oh man, Super Mario World was the best Mario, and like, well, never had a Super Nintendo at the time. Uh, and I think we went back to Nintendo for uh, Nintendo 64, but Mario 64 wasn't really my thing, but uh, then I've been on it ever since. I, was, I had a Wii, Wii U, now Switch. And now it went back in 3ds. Uh, so there's 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 gaps in there. Like, I bet Mario Sunshine's great. I don't know. Never had it. Um, I think my son would love it too, uh, because it, it seems to be a unique take on Mario compared to a lot of the other offerings. Uh, but I know he's definitely psyched about Galaxy, and uh, he's again. That's so. To the back to the Star Wars analogy, like. So if I'm a, a OG, OG original trilogy, I'm a 2D, and then everything else is a 3D, and that's that's the big difference, right? Uh, I think Mirror should be in 2D. He doesn't. He thinks that's crazy. So yeah, I, I miss Sunshine and Galaxy. So I play. I've played them, but they're like I didn't own Sunshine on the GameCube originally. I didn't own it till way later, and I don't think I made it very far into it. Or before something else pulled me off and then uh galaxy is the same way i didn't i didn't own a wii until like very end of the life cycle almost uh i was a pretty dedicated pc gamer from the early 2000s on until probably till playstation 3 i, I think i got a ps3 and started console gaming again so yeah, I, I missed out on Galaxy and Galaxy 2, which are probably, from the way everyone talks, probably the better of the, the 3D Mario games. You know, probably right behind Odyssey. But I played I've played 64 through so many times. I don't even I don't even know how I can't count them anymore. That game was just mind blowing to a you know like a 12 year old. Yeah, I, I can't remember the first Mario game I ever. played played i mean i grew up with the super nintendo i was the youngest in my family so we got a number of these games before i was old enough to even know what was going on so i don't know what counts as playing the game somebody probably put the <laughs> controller in my hand at some point whether it was one of the four games on super mario all-stars or super mario world i have no idea um i do think 64 was the first one i ever beat Although it's possible I may have beaten, like, the original or maybe even Mario 2 before then, but I don't, I don't remember doing so. I only went back and beat some of the games within the, like, last 
four or five years, to be honest. And a lot of it was, uh, like, the one thing that uh, Vin brought up about the virtual console being uh, not, not an, an element on the Switch was, like, I bought Super Mario 3 on <laughs> four or five consoles, and I don't know, maybe Nintendo doesn't want my four bucks for buying it on the Switch again, but I... I don't know why I keep doing it. I just do. <laughs> they got your uh, $20 now. Subscribing yeah. to NSO. <laughs> oh, yeah, the monthly, right? Yep. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I'm probably... The the one game out of the collection that I might... I might jump into before any other would be Mario 64, just because that's the one... It's the one console I've never, I never had, in in my lifetime. I, um, well, aside from the Wii U, um, I kind of, I kind of skipped over the the 64 because, well, I was, I was in high school. I had, you know, different things that I was trying to save up for. I, uh, I had my first car. I was trying to take care of that and. I was a little more into PC gaming at that time. Um, yeah, played a lot of StarCraft. Oh yeah, back then. <laughs> and uh, I was pretty. I was content with, you know, you know, revisiting the NES on like my black and white TV that I kept in my bedroom. Um, I had a buddy, Street, who had a '64, and we'd uh, some of. Some of our other friends in the neighborhood, we go over, we play GoldenEye on that. That's like that's some game that I played on, yeah. on 64 back then was GoldenEye. I, I played StarCraft on my 64, so there you go. Not the I'd best be place lying. to play it. <laughs> yeah. I, I'd be lying if I said the Mario offering for each console <laughs> was the, my favorite game of that console. Like Maybe with the exception of the original NES and you know that's debatable too but like my Tim knows what my favorite SNES game is because I won't shut up about it uh <laughs> not Star known. Fox right yeah that's Star Fox <laughs> um oh, yeah, I'm a huge <laughs> football guy uh but like I, I was a golden eye person that was probably the one I remember from N64 and I, I don't know. It, like, it's like, uh, I can't remember who said it. Mirror is just always there. And you kind of do take it for granted that every time there's a new Nintendo console, well, there's got to be a new Mario. Um, and then whether you really like it or not after that. But it's, you do kind of take it for granted that it's just always there. And that's kind of what I mean, because I don't think I could ever say of any console that a Mario game is my favorite game. Uh, but it's always, you know, it's always good. You know, it's, like it never let, Mario has never let me down. Um, you know, and I kind of feel the same way about yeah. Zelda. Honestly. Like I, I'm not the biggest Zelda fan, but it's like a new Zelda game comes out and you just know it's going to be good. Right. Yeah, I mean, there's a reason it's been around for 35 years is that they, they have very few, perceived misses or, or poorly made games. They're just good. Well, and, and I mean, I, I guess 
with Mario too, the thing is you have the main games, which there really aren't that many of, but then you've got, you know, everything else, you know. All the spin offs, all the sports games, all Mario Parties, all the Mario Makers, Mario Paint. Uh, I mean even just the the standard Mario games, there's there's probably more of those than any other game series mm-hmm. ever made, so uh, I don't know. If you look yeah, at mainline Mario games and you count like anything that's a traditional Mario that doesn't include sports or anything, there's there's got to be at least thirty titles. Yeah, but like, there's mm-hmm. more Mega Man games than that. Not mainline Mega Man games. Uh, I mean, yeah, but like. Across like classic X Zero, ZX, about as many. Yeah, in terms of sales, like the Mario games, usually somewhere, it's high, but it's not usually at the top, right? I think it's the top selling like the franchise. Mario Kart. <laughs> oh yeah, there you go. Sorry, yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, think... there's a uh, Wikipedia has a list of top selling uh, video game franchises. And Mario is really high up there, and then Mario Kart separately is like two or three places below it, which Mario includes all the Mario Kart Plus, so yeah, it's kind of funny. Yeah, I mean, when has when has Mario ever not sold? I mean, can can you think of a Mario game that just didn't sell? Uh, probably Sunshine. I was about to say Sunshine. Well, that's a uh, Mario is missing. Yeah, really? I was gonna say that's a that's a, a, a reflection of how oh, many yeah. consoles are. Yeah. Like. Oh, I, I think it sold less than uh, 3D World did, and that was on the Wii U. So, <laughs> I don't, there was just something I even remember at that time. Like, there was just something kind of off-putting about Mario Sunshine as soon as it came out. It, it like yeah. having to use Flood didn't sit well with people. Uh, it just felt it's, really gimmicky. It still doesn't with me. Honestly, I... And I even got 3D All-Stars. I don't know if I'm going to replay Sunshine. I'm going to try, just because I never finished through. it. But I don't know. Well, I finished it, and I'm like, yeah, I don't really need to replay it. I've heard there's just a whole lot of, like, brutally difficult parts of the game that aren't really meant to be as brutally difficult as they are. It's just because the game is not mechanically sound. I don't yeah. know if it's I'm a I'm a sucker for punishment, but that might get me to play the game more. Yeah, and I don't know. I just remember seeing it. Uh, I had a GameCube, and I was very selective with what I bought with the GameCube because kind of like Tim, that was my console where I bought my own games. So it's the one I have the least amount of because <laughs> I didn't have any money. I was in high school. <laughs> yeah, probably. I heard it's brutally difficult. Nah, I think that's Lost Levels. Yep. Yeah, that's really? Lost Levels. I don't think I could play that with a rewind. Now, the the All-Stars version of that, that basically let you... It basically saved every level. It didn't right. send you back to the start of the world, so it was it was doable there. Still harder than anything else. Yeah, I have to try that. Anything else. Yeah. I remember the... Uh... I remember watching the uh, gaming historians 
piece on the story of Super Mario Brothers 2 and um, have the, um, I don't remember his name, but like the head of Nintendo of America at the time, you know, got the, the um, Famicom disc system copy of Mario 2 from Japan. He played it for like five minutes and he's like, yeah, no, it sucks. People won't play it. Try again. It's, we it's need a like different Mario beginning, too. It, it is exactly the opposite of what Mario teaches you. It's like, oh, you hit the block, get the mushroom, you die. <laughs> and it does it like it does it like the first oh, Mario. Like I remember, blue. I remember seeing that video where they said, "Oh, we're introducing in, in the first Mario. They're introducing you to this uh, element where the the mushroom comes out. It's gonna hit the block and come back to you, so you can't miss it." This is going to teach you that this is a good thing. And so in the same way, this purple mushroom comes out, you're like, oh, great mushroom. Wait, what? I, I'm angry. I'm not liking that at all. It's like the, it's the opposite of Mario. And it, everything that Mario teaches you, it's like, no, throw all that out. <laughs> There's going to be, like, no mm-hmm. platforms free to land on. Everything's going to be, like, pencil sharp. <laughs> Have fun. My morbid curiosity is I want to get it that original Doki Doki Panic and see what it really was before it was Mario 2 for us. I'm sure there's a fan translation of it somewhere. Yeah. I'm still waiting for them to leverage uh, some of those characters from Mario okay. 2 in some of the other games. And I was actually thinking this um, with Paper Mario since they have that whole weird decision that apparently they can't create original new characters. I was like, well... What if they brought in like Wart as a character in the next Paper Mario? Yeah, he like never He's came back. He's not an original right? character. They he should bring him did. back. Somewhere. What if what if the villains next time are Wart and Tatanga, and they have a plan to get back at Bowser because he steals the spotlight <laughs> too much? And I think somebody mentioned it, but like apparently the uh, the director for the Paper Mario games is not the same person that's doing the. Uh, uh, Mario Kart on phones because like you can basically have any character on that. <laughs> There's like 400 characters now. Mm-hmm. Racers. Oh, let's, let's put a hat on the Goomba and he's a new guy now. <laughs> In this next section, I asked the gentlemen what their thoughts were on this months so this past 30 days retro rewind which was kirby's dreamland 3 for the super nintendo which we most people were able to play on nintendo online through the super nintendo app yeah i kind of um i played it yeah i I, I kind of i let my kids be my proxy on that one um, so while I did not personally, I did not personally join in, jump in, you know, um, I did, I did kind of shadow them as they like revisited their old file from the Wii Virtual Console and, you know, on the Nintendo Switch because they, of course, they wanted to get, you know, 100% happy ending completion between my oldest son who is like a 
platform completing machine and my youngest who is just a sucker for like super cute aesthetic you know all the you know the cutesy kirby you know crayon colored watercolor painted type aesthetic uh you know they were they were all all about it they were all about it this month and you know my uh, my my oldest son i don't know what goes through his head but he uh, i i told him we can't play we can't get any more platformers we can't get any more platformers until you let everyone else in the house get a try because we bought your cuphead two days later you beat it another day after that you got 100% complete you know and he like we got celeste uh gamefly and he damn near 100% of that one before you know before like two weeks was up cuz he wanted to send it off and get another get another game from them so i'm like no 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 more yeah yeah he's he's trying he's trying to 100% hollow knight that's his that's a new crusade is it's hollow knight Ugh. yeah <laughs> wait while well, waiting for silk song so as i mentioned earlier i uh i i the only bit that i played was just a little bit that i recorded with uh I don't know. I really struggle with the early Kirby games. There's like, it's not a whole lot of direction in them. Like, there's a few like, there's always doors sprinkled throughout the games, and I'm not much for exploring the the early Kirby stuff. But uh, it was fun to ride the hamster around a little bit and combine combine powers. Uh, my first Kirby game that I really got into was 64, the Crystal Shards. So, yeah, and I'm... it's. Quite, quite a bit different than the early Kirby games. Yeah, uh, that's also one of my favorite. I think because uh, I think there's a little bit more of that. I know that the joke is about riding the hamster, and yeah, the riding the hamster and, and absorbing the powers it does add a bit of an element of combined mixing and matching, and it does different elements. But uh, that Kirby sixty four, you the visual like I've got this power and this power, and this is what it creates, and this is the ability yeah. now I have, and that's. Uh, it's a little more. It was a little more fun for me, and, and uh, but this one, I I think I I powered through uh, Dreamland three a little bit more this time for the retro rewind, so I got a bit further than I have ever been in the game, which is which is good. Um, it 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 took a it it takes a, a long time to, to get me to really enjoy it though. Like I have to do it bits because I'll be there for thirty minutes, and I know I don't have a crazy amount of time to play either, but. After about a half hour, an hour, I'm like, okay, uh, it's really a lot of the same. There's really not enemies in the levels for me to keep me on it. There's a lot of like blank space in the in the levels yeah. where you're walking by hills, and I, I can see if you're Vin's daughter and you want to just admire the art as you're walking through the through the area. That's probably nice, but it's a uh, realistic walk. There's a there's a couple like hidden challenges too. Because there's somewhere there will be like an area with the flowers, and yep. to get the heart star, you have to not step on the flowers, and so there's some stuff like that. Mm-hmm. 
I think the frustrating, yeah. uh, the end of the level, the bonus was always like I could never, I could <laughs> never get the one. I could just never get it. Yeah, I don't know once, the timing. Once I never, you figure them never. out, though, uh, there is a pattern to them. Yeah, I got I got to work on that. I guess. If you want to play good Kirby games, I, I think really the best place is the 3DS. All the Kirby games on the 3DS were outstanding. Mm-hmm. Uh, Robobot. Well, I mean, even, even on the Super Nintendo, this game came out after Kirby Superstar, which oh, yeah. for a long time was the Kirby game. Um, yeah. Only by the time of like Triple Deluxe and Robobot was anybody saying there wasn't a better Kirby game. Um, yeah, they kind of went with a different uh, I don't know. It, I don't if you've never played like Robobot, especially if you haven't played Robobot, that is a fantastic game. Like mm-hmm. it's not like like even if you've played Star Allies, it, Star Allies is nothing like Robobot. Um, I mean, it's a good game, but you can definitely tell that it's more oriented towards a younger audience. Where Robobot has its places where. There's some difficulty in there, like it's it throws it at you. I mean, on the whole, this is this is the when people point to Nintendo as being targeted toward a younger audience, it's Kirby. Like it's it's a cute puppy puffball, right? I mean, Kirby yeah, and Yoshi who, who fights right? cosmic horrors that bleed bullets at you. <laughs> well, that's okay. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> which was the one that had the super all? Which one? Which was the beginning of the super violent ending? I can't remember now. That's this one. That's yeah. this one. Okay. That's the true ending if you 100% it, yeah. Okay. Apparently, it's, like... It sounds Lord. worse than it is, but, yeah. It, the, it, the boss is basically a big eyeball that bleeds. Okay. The, the lore for all Kirby games has, have, like, really dark uh, meanings to them. Like, whenever uh, people actually talk to Sakurai about them and get the full, like, whatever story is actually there. They're all, they're all actually pretty dark. Like, like he's like some kind of uh, god and, and, you know, he's defeating the anti-gods and a lot of things. He's, but he's just a little pink puff. (laughs) Yep. Yeah, Grimm's Fairy Tales. I, I had to read the originals for German class. Try telling your uh, yeah. Try telling your kids what the original Cinderella like, Disney, pretty Disney different. story. Yeah, like the fro their story by Frozen is pretty great. There there was no fairy godmother in the original Things. Cinderella. There was some doves that brought Cinderella things, and then at the end they peck out her stepsister's eyes. <laughs> and then, I want to see that movie. Yeah. <laughs> and then Kirby shoots it with bullets. And last but not least, before we end the show, we talk about the next 30 days retro rewind, which is Demon's Crest, also for the Super Nintendo and also playable on Nintendo Online through the Super Nintendo app. And here are some of the thoughts before we close the show from the gentleman who attended this evening's dinner table. I have literally zero experience with Demon's Crest, so this should be fun. Same you got by the original? <laughs> Probably not, since I can. You don't pay eighty on. bucks. <laughs> no, no. I have I have bought a couple Super Nintendo games since getting the system. 
yeah getting, you know, getting it from my family temporarily so i feel like demon's crust is the name of my failed death metal garage band <laughs> it's funny that uh dude some digging on this one like <laughs> it actually has a really like uh a pretty good lineage of games behind it that it belongs to it's a pretty interesting story I would think I was just throwing the dart at the Who's SNES that app. Uh, Capcom. Yeah, it, well, it's a spinoff of uh, Ghosts and Goblins, isn't it? It, it, yeah, felt like, it? it felt like I should have Guar or something play in the background when you're playing it. It, it has the main, the protagonist of the game is a <laughs> uh, enemy from Ghosts and Goblins. The worst enemy from Ghosts and Goblins. Yeah, not even a good one, just a random one that they chose to use. Yeah, I I checked this out a little bit when Super Nintendo Online came on because I'm always interested to try out like classic games that I've never played, and it, it's it's interesting. The flight mechanics definitely a little awkward, um, but I don't know. It's still pretty good. That concludes this recorded session of the Dinner Table Show. I'd like to thank Chris, John, Vincent, and Sam for attending this latest episode. And if you'd like to attend or be a part of our discussions, we do this every third Friday of every month. And we have some topics that we want to talk about and then some that just come up in regular natural conversation. Uh, If you'd like to join us, just uh, be a part of it by joining Patreon for a dollar or more and our Patreons get access to join whenever they want. Um, But we also try to put out a recording so that you could hear what you might have missed and can keep up on some of the topics and also maybe even give you motivation to come talk with us the next time. (laughs) But before I sign off, what I'd like to do is sign off with a toast. And... I'd like to add a little bit more this time around because I'd like to give a toast to 35 years of Super Mario Brothers. And if you'd like to share your story, come into our Discord and share your story of how 35 years of Super Mario Brothers affected you over the years. Put it in the dinner table channel and let's talk about it and love to hear about it. And with that, with my normal toast, everybody raise a glass and I say, may your gaming time be plentiful and fun, your backlog short, and you and your families are blessed. Good night, peeps. Good night.